Welcome to the Betting with a Barber's Podcast. Touchdown, Tiki Barber! Intercepted, taken away by one day Barber. Barber will go all the way. Hosted by former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki Barber. Tiki with a career-high 213 yards rushing. Rondé Barber. That is an interception. That's Rondé Barber's 10th of the season. And featuring Ron Kruk. A production of GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Rondé Barber to the pylon. Touchdown, Tiki Barber. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. NFL kickoff is almost here. Hey, let's dominate today. The Barber Twins are buckling up their chin straps and about to take center stage. Let's get the former player perspective on this weekend's NFL betting action with Tiki and Rondé. It's betting with the Barbers. Under center, here's your signal caller, Ron Crook. Betting with the Barbers, powered by Superbook Sports, is back in your life. What is up, NFL fans? I'm Ron Crook. Joined by the battling Barber brothers, former New York Giant Tiki Barber and former Buck Rondé Barber. What is up, guys? How are you? Battling. I like that. That would describe our youth very, very succinctly. Just yes. <laughs> I would always win until I hurt myself and then we stopped. Okay. <laughs> One of these shows, we are going to come in with footage of the battling Barber brothers. Uh, so you got to stick around for that. Guys, I, I hate to begin the week with you know, really some ugly and unfortunate news, but we got to discuss the major story um, coming out of the NFL this week. John Gruden resigning as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders less than four years into that massive 10-year, $100 million contract uh, due to, you know, a slew of extremely controversial and insensitive emails to to say the least um, that he sent out when he was working with ESPN the New York Times leaking and exposing these emails during an NFL investigation into the Washington football team. Rondé, let's begin with you. Um, of course, you were such a key part of that Buccaneers team that won the franchise first Super Bowl in 2003, and that was coached by John Gruden. You know him very well. Uh, give us your reaction to this story. Well, I'll start by, by saying it's it's almost impossible for me to be objective, having played and won uh, and benefited financially by being under uh, John's leadership. And, you know, to this day, I, I consider John a friend. And because of this, he won't stop being my friend. I, I texted him this week already, uh, and, and he's he's truly re- remorseful. He'll learn from it. And um, sure. but it's impossible you know, to deny or dismiss the egregious nature, the callousness uh, of the emails. Um, and I'm sure when he was writing them to Bruce Allen and the other you know, recipients on those emails, he never expected anybody else to see those, right? But it's it's the nature of them and that, and that they're in the light that makes this such a complicated uh, matter. Um, I, I You can't condone it. You know, he resigned for a reason. Um, you know, people want to say cancel culture is, is at its all-time high. Well, it, it, it almost has to be, um, be because of the nature of uh, diversity, inclusion, uh, all these other uh, initiatives that are pushing forward and the league's a champion of them, 
You know, they put them on the back of people's helmets now. Uh, and, it, and it would look bad on everybody if they allowed him to continue to coach. Um, but that being said, I, I, uh, who of us, a whom of us can throw the, can cast this stone? That's, that's how I look at this. Uh, there's probably things that I said when I was younger that I wish that I wouldn't have. You know, the, 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 only, the only, only difference between John and, and, and me and you and, and, and Tiki, perhaps, is that it's not ever going to see the light of day. And that's just, that's just the nature of this world. He, uh, he got caught and he, he becomes immediately a huge example uh, of, of what our world is trying to move away from. Yeah. And Ron, I think the bigger story here is that John Gruden is the leader of an organization, not not by title, the CEO, but he's the face. And not only that, he's one of the icons of a generation uh, simply because of his championship uh, medal as a head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but also because of his work at ESPN, where he generated hundreds of thousands, if not millions of connections with to ESPN because of the the work that he had that he done there. Let's let's just be real. As Rondé said, we're in a culture and a society where things like this are unacceptable, especially when you are a leader of men and an example that we want our youth and and people in this country to live up to. Guys, appreciate your insights and perspective on this story that really has dominated the NFL headlines this week. But because we are a betting show, I do want to mention some information that we received yesterday from Jay Cornegay, the chief odds maker at Superbook, uh, during an interview yesterday. He said there really wasn't a Gruden effect uh, mm. where the coach's departure changed the betting line. And, and he said that rarely a coaching change does influence betting line coaching changes don't really affect a line and that's exactly what is the case with this announcement the broncos opened up a two and a half point favorite over the raiders uh this week and they gradually moved up to three and a half prior to the announcement since the announcement the line has been very steady so nothing has changed with the announcement. So with that little tidbit will lead us into our first game of week number six our first bye week, fellas, uh, four teams, the Falcons, Saints, Jets, and 49ers get the week off. And no shocker here, we begin with the AFC West battle between the 3-2 and two Vegas Raiders and the 3-2 and two Denver Broncos. This game really has been thrust into the national spotlight following Gruden's resignation. Uh, two teams that started the season off, guys, 3-0. and oh, but have both dropped back-to-back games. Broncos falling to Pittsburgh last week, and the Raiders coming off a home loss to the Bears. Early lines, according to Superbook, had the Denver Broncos as a uh, a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and the line has moved up, guys, to minus three as of this recording. Again, that movement took place before the Gruden announcement uh, came, according to uh, Cornegay at Superbook Sports. The over-under in this game, is at 44 and a half. Tiki, break down this matchup for us. Yeah, I'll, I'll just jump right off the bat and say I actually like the Raiders getting three and a half points here. And it's not because you know losing John Gruden is galvanizing or there was some to- toxic culture that now is eradicated. But I really like, and Rondé will speak even more to this, Ritz Basaccia as their assistant head coach, or now he's, the, now he's their head coach, interim head coach, who was a special teams coordinator because of his ability to connect to people and if if there's one pl- guy on that staff that I know can can 
get them back on track, it's it's rich. And so with that being said, I also don't trust the Denver Broncos when it comes down to just the X's and O's. They started the season beating the Jets, the Giants, and the Jaguars. And when they started playing some teams that actually had some umption behind them, they, they, they've fallen into two in a row. Uh, their defense has looked vulnerable as of late. And if this Raiders team starts to get healthy, which they sort of are, Josh Jacobs tried to come back last week. I think he'll be more healthy uh, this week. And they they get involved with, uh, you know, Renfro and, and Ruggs and, and Darren Waller. I think the weapons on the, on the Raiders' side are certainly greater, especially if they can't get pressure pressure on their quarterback, Derek Carr. Now, I've never been through moments like this, at least not emotional moments like this, like Mm -hmm. the Raiders have been through. But there is something uh, circle the wagon-ish that happens when these type of issues, coach gets fired, et cetera, especially early in the season. So I like the Raiders getting three and a half here, even even though they're on the road in Denver. Well, we're supposed to be battling barbers, but at the, in this instance, we are definitely congruent. And I do like uh, this Denver defense. I, I do think they'll put up a strong test. They are uh, top uh, top two in defense and scoring. And and look, Teddy Bridgewater, he played last week. He's still an effective and efficient quarterback. He's seven, seven touchdowns, one interceptions. That being said, they are so very conservative as a football mm-hmm. team, and you, they just don't excites you enough to think that they can beat a team in the Raiders uh, if they get going. Like Raiders have had two subpar games, right? 400 yards passing total for Derek Carr in the past two two weeks. But look, they have uh, an offense, right, that has so many weapons. Uh, Henry uh, Ruggs is second in the league, uh, maybe tied for first in the league in yards per catch. I don't know what's happened to Darren Waller, but they need to get him more involved. And it's easy to discount the Raiders because they lose their head coach in John Gruden. But as Tiki said, Rich Bisacci has been waiting for this opportunity forever. I've known him for, since my Super Bowl years. Greg Olson, the offensive coordinator, has will now assume the play calling duties. Well, guess what? Greg Olson has called plays for Derek Carr before, before John Gruden was there. So I don't think there's any drop off at all there. And then you look at the remainder of their staff. They have Gus Bradley, who has been with them before. They have Rod Marinelli on that staff. They're not, they're not going to be lacking leadership uh, in terms of the coaching division. I, I think this team is, is poised to, to galvanize themselves off this. It, it's going to have that mentality, us against the world, and no better place to do it. The division on the road and a team and really, if they're looking at it, that they're going in as underdogs. Everything's against them. I think this is where the Raiders rally and get back to their winning ways. Well, if you two won't battle, okay, I'll do it. Right. <laughs> I'm she will. Guys, yes, yes, the Denver homer here. But listen, the, what's crazy in, here in Colorado right now is, yeah, the spotlight's on the Raiders, but suddenly there is massive pressure on this Denver Broncos football team. If they lose their third in a row, to their rival that is dealing with all these external problems led by a special teams coach, which you guys gave great insight, by the way. You know, too many people outside the business don't know who he is. But that would be a very difficult pill for the Broncos country to swallow and for head coach Vic Fangio. I I think the Raiders offense is coming down, uh, has been struggling a little bit. They are getting more healthy, which is scary. But uh, if this Denver secondary can actually cover someone, which they're getting paid to do, uh, I think that they uh, have so much on the line and so much pressure on them. I 
think they have to get a win this week. I'm going to take Denver to cover at home. Hey, Ron, a lot of ifs and 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 buts and uh, maybes in that one. <laughs> it sure was. I mean, I, I got like maybe the over under on my ifs and buts was set at six, and I went over on that. But I don't know. It's just uh, that's my take on it. All right, but you guys, everybody should stay on top of the latest odds and line movement at SuperbookSports.com, and make sure you download the Superbook app today. Let's keep the action rolling now in breakdown game number two, a huge matchup, AFC versus NFC battle between two top teams. The Cardinals, 5-0, and the last of the unbeatens, put that spotless record on the line when they travel to Cleveland, who has been playing some great football. Uh, come in, they could easily be 4-1. and They come in with a 3-2 and record, guys. Um, as, as I, we were talking about earlier, not often that you can get points with an unbeaten 5-0 and team, but that's the value you get this week with the Cardinals. Superbook opened up this line early in the week. The Cleveland Browns, a minus two and a half favorite. They are currently minus three with the point total sitting at 49 points. Rondé, break down this game for us. All right, so the Cardinals are leading the league in magic, right? <laughs> Kyler Murray has been so good, yeah. just finding ways to win football games. Now, they, they survived against a, a team in San Francisco without their starting quarterback. A rookie had to come in and play and, and almost beat them. But what they've been able to do over the course of this year, especially with their quarterback, is manufacture ways to win. It's whatever it takes for the Arizona Cardinals to win, Kyler Murray has been able to produce for them. That being said, they are going to be without – Chandler Jones, he's on the COVID list. They have some other players, Buda Baker, J.J. Watt, Byron Murphy. Are they good enough to stop the number one rushing offense in the NFL? Nick mm-hmm. Chubb and, and Hunt are a dominating force in the run game. And last week, uh, Cleveland, I look at them as an analyst. I look at them. They are the better team on paper. They put up 500-plus yards and 42 points with no turnovers last week and lost. So was their defense exposed? Yes. But – I think if they're able to contain Kyler Murray, that all that off-schedule stuff, keep him in the pocket, make him have to be a pocket passer, which they have the the guys on defense to do that. Miles Garrett's the best pass rusher in the league, if you ask me. They have the guys to do that. But can they can can the Cleveland Browns go win at home with three points? Yes, I would take that right now, any day, all day. And now we're battling because I think you're dead wrong. Give me the dog in this one. You gotta you gotta take the dog in the Arizona Cardinals here. Yes, and I know they're on the road, and the dog pound is the dog pound in Cleveland. But Arizona does something very unique that gets good teams with good defenses simply out of whack. We remember the Los Angeles Rams a couple of weeks ago who have been one of the best teams in in football defensively got run through to the tune of a 37 to 20 that game was. And by the way, the game was out of hand. I mean, they scored a cosmetic touchdown at the end of the game. Arizona is good on both sides of the football. And I understand what you're talking about with Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett did a number on Rashawn Slater last weekend. He gave up his first two sacks. He's got 23 pressures that sacks hits her. He's etc. on quarterbacks in the NFL this year. He is great. However, when you are a good defense and you see a 
Kyler Murray for the first time, it changes your calculus on how to play football. That's exactly what happened to the Los Angeles Rams, and it's the same thing that's going to happen to the Cleveland Browns. Yes, the Kansas City Chiefs have Pat Mahomes, and the Houston Texans had Davis Mills or you know Terod Taylor, and then Davis Mills, and then the Chicago Bears with Justin Fields and Kirk Cousins with the Minnesota Vikings and Justin Herbert uh, with the Los Angeles Chargers. None of them move. Kyler Murray is special, man. They're undefeated for a reason. Uh, they got their James Conner actually played good football. The running back and Chase Edmonds is a good a second as well. So their run game is just dynamic. The pass game, we know what it is with Hopkins and A.J. Green. Uh, you got to give me the, the dog here, the road dog uh, in the Arizona Cardinals as they stay unbeaten if you're doing the money line, but certainly covering the three and a half. Well, you threw a lot of names out there. I just like to say that Baker Mayfield hasn't played up to snuff yet. Yes. He only has he, there's a reason. By the way, that's why was three, not three and a half. But my point is, Baker doesn't play up to snuff. He, he, he only has four <laughs> touchdowns, passing touchdowns this year. Yes. And they are sixth and, in the and league. I, in scoring, and you think they're gonna, and you, th- and you think they're gonna beat the best, <laughs> one of the best teams, if not the best team in football, but Baker Mayfield can't give it to you consistently. You are what you repeatedly do. Therefore, success or in some cases failure is a habit. Well, they they're, they're still scoring a whole lot of points, and their quarterback hasn't hit his stride yet. And we, Odell Beckham Jr. has played the last couple of weeks. I'm still waiting for him to step up. And Joku's their leading receiver. I'm telling you, there's a lot more for this Cleveland team to go. And I've been on Cleveland. Actually, I've been on all the Ohio teams this year. I was <laughs> yeah, on Cincy last week in yeah, Cleveland. Now, I'm just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a homer for, for Ohio. But I'm telling Well, it took two games, and now we've got the true battling barbers going at it. Uh, you know, for me, I look at this game quickly, guys. Just that rushing game of, of Chubb and Hunt is so impressive. I think that's going to be the key. And for the first time, I mean, the Cardinals looked a little vulnerable and couldn't run the ball last week. Um, as you mentioned, Tiki only 17 points, but their defense stepped up against San Francisco. I think they grind that ball, Cleveland does, and keeps Murray uh, on the bench for a little bit. If they can keep him from running and uh, out uh, um, off the field, I'm taking the Browns in this one. A couple of super book prop bets before we move on, guys, coming in. The Browns are plus 175 to win the division. And uh, that's trailing only the Baltimore Ravens, who come in at minus 150. Uh, Arizona still the favorites to win the NFC uh, West, excuse me, at minus 110. All right, we will keep the action rolling. Game number three, we turn the spotlight on, is the... Rams. We talking about the NFC West traveling to the Big Apple to man to face an injury plagued New York Football Giants team. Rams beat Seattle to improve to four and one, but still a game behind those Cardinals. While the Giants uh, went down big time to their rivals, the Dallas Cowboys, forty four twenty. And I mean the list of injuries they lost: Saquon Barkley, they lost Daniel Jones. They lost Kenny Galladay, and they were already without Sterling Shepard and uh, Darius Slayton and a couple of offensive linemen. And as of this recording, we should tell everyone that quarterback Daniel Jones is still in concussion protocol. So we could see Mike Glennon at quarterback Mm. for the Giants. The 
Opening line, guys, according to Superbook, had the Rams as a massive minus 10.5 point favorite on the road. They are now at minus 11. The over-under is at 47.5. Tiki, the Giants may may need you to suit up this week and get some reps <laughs> in, my man. Yeah, I mean, but they're my Giants. They're my Giants, and if you're going to give them 11 points, I'm going to take it. Give me the Giants. Uh, Just get an 11. Here's why. Now, I think Daniel Jones lot. will play. Like he's he's he did get a concussion. It was it was one of those where you you just want to advise a kid stay down, right? You, your your day is over. You know it's over. Yes. Every, everybody can see that it's over. Stay down. Instead, he he put a bad optic uh, out on tape with him trying to stumble back uh, to the to the, you know to the huddle. Um, I don't know if Saquon's going to uh, play, uh, but that, uh, Booker has been a a, a decent sub substitute in his stead. But most importantly, I think this offense has now started to figure out that Kadarius Tony, who I rightly thought he needed to wait his turn, has started to shine in the absence of all these other players, Galladay being hurt and obviously Slate, uh, Slater and, uh, and and Sterling Shepard as well. Uh, he yeah. did a number on one of the best defensive backs in the NFL last year. And I know Trevon Diggs is leading the league with six interceptions, but uh, Kadarius Tony got like eight feet of separation away from him because of his route running ability. And so Tony's going to be heavily featured. I think they'll play this game close to the vest and not take a ton of shots. Uh, if Mike Glennon has to start, maybe my thought will be different, but I think Daniel Jones is going to play uh, in this game. The Rams are an interesting team simply because they have so much talent on both sides of the football, but they've been inconsistent at times. And a Giants team that has has a lot to uh, to gain and a, a, a something to prove, I think will be able to cover this humongous number. So give me the Giants. Uh, yeah, plus 11. Well, I, I, I will... I will temper your uh, your optimism and say if Mike Glennon plays, this 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 number can't get big enough. <laughs> Mike Glennon with uh, Tony as your number one receiver, John Ross could play has four catches on the year. By the way, oh, that's uh, because he's he's buried, man. I know, know that, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Devontae Booker, I do think he's a, a compliment, you know, to to the running game. But Mike Glennon with with those options at wide receiver and running back. No chance, man. This Giants team, who I thought was going to be better on defense, has shown that they're not good enough. Blake Martinez is out. Their leading tackler is Logan Ryan, corner. Mm. I mean, that can't happen, dude. No. Like, and, and then you look at what the they're going to have to go against it with the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, the tight end, have been monsters all year. Well, last week, uh, Robert Woods finally shows up. He has 12 catches for 150 yards. And now you're looking at the Giants defense and saying, how in the world do you compete with all that talent? Right. And then you look at the, 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 the Giants with all their injuries. If Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd don't have a field day against whomever is playing quarterback, I will yeah. be shocked. This number can't go high enough. For me, the Rams are, are getting ready to start a run and poised to start a run against some bad teams. So the the, the balance of the NFC West, it starts now. They, there are three, four games here in a row where the Rams need to win and win convincingly. And the point that, that I forgot to make at the beginning here, they played on Thursday. They've had an, an extra three days to get ready for this game, and it's going to show uh, no matter what that line ends up being. Yeah, uh, make sure you check out Superbook.com and the Superbook app for the latest line movements. Right now, the Rams still 
second best odds to win the NFC. They are at four to one, and that's just behind uh, Tampa Bay. All right, guys, let's keep things rolling, and it's time now for the Superbook Sports Barber Brothers Game of the Week. Big drum roll as we pass it over to Tiki. What's your game of the week? My game of the week is the Kansas City Chiefs laying nine visiting the Washington football team. The reason I'm going here, and we know Kansas City just lost, and then uh, Pat Mahomes is saying, I got to do things differently. You got to reevaluate how we're playing. Uh, they put up points. Uh, me and Rondé have uh, Patty Mahomes on our fantasy team, and <laughs> we put him on the bench last week, and it was the stupidest thing we did. You know what else was stupid, by the way? You Who put him you on start? the you put him on the bench, and you put Buffalo's defense on the bench. Yeah, I'm that's true. About, what in the hell were you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Need- Buffalo had, what, five turnovers in that game or four turnovers in that game? <laughs> My point being is that Pat Mahomes, even when he plays bad, plays great. <laughs> so uh, I think that Patty Mahomes has a humongous rebound game against the Washington football defense, which was billed coming into this season as this elite taking the next step defense. They haven't nearly got the pressures up front. And, and more importantly, they have two interceptions on the season. Two, we're five games in. They're not getting turnovers. They're not impactful. And as much as I like the Taylor Heineke story, uh, and as bad as Kansas City's defense is, I do think that the Chiefs find a way to get right and run away with this game if it's a shootout. So I like the Kansas City Chiefs uh, laying seven on the road. Yeah. There you go. And Kansas City has the worst scoring defense in football, giving up 32.6 points a game. Well, guess who's right behind them? He just mentioned, Tiki just mentioned, the Washington football team. They're giving up 31 (laughs) points per game. Uh, The over-under in this one set at 55 and a half right now. I I see a lot of points scored. I I also like Kansas City in this one to rebound. That leads us now to Rondé's game of the week. Who do you like, my man? Well, this is uh, the first week where the best game of the week is not going to be in primetime. The best game of the week this week for me is 1 o'clock on CBS it is the Los Angeles Chargers going to the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Now, the Ravens have been unconvincing, right? All season long, like all basically all season long. They've had one great performance. Uh, they have 16 guys on IR right now. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson and uh, his offense is basically Lamar Jackson yeah. and then <laughs> whoever else. Uh, he he's coming off a 442-yard performance, four touchdowns and Right now, he has twice as many rushing yards as any running back on his football team. So this is a, it's the Lamar Jackson show, right? And their defense has been not as good as you expect their great defense to be. I mean, they, they, they put themselves in a hole so many times, and Lamar saves them. They're getting three at home, right, against the Los Angeles Chargers team that I continue to say with Herbert as quarterback is the next coming of great football in this league. I know that their defense was a little suspect last week against Cleveland. We just talked about them earlier. But at the end of that game, Herbert had drives of 61, 75, 75, 48 for TDs to win that game at Cleveland. I think this team can win no matter where they play. They're doing a great job of coaching. They have a great complement um, uh, uh, on offense and defense, and they find ways to win football games. So depending on 
the mistakes that Los Angeles won't make, like the Colts made the week before, like uh, the the two teams that the, the Baltimore played prior to the Colts, they won't make those mistakes. They'll win this game on the road. It I'll take the points and them for the win uh, against Baltimore. Right. I just think Baltimore's ready to implode. I like it a lot, and uh, really a huge matchup that, you know, first-place teams that could result in massive a tiebreaker when we come to playoff time as the Ravens and Chargers battle. All right, guys, it's now time to bet it or bust it. Rapid fire, three bets that you either love and would bet if you, you know, if you like it or if you hate it, you're busted. So let's deal out the questions first. Uh, we got some cool prop bets coming in this week. I like this. So our first bet it or bust it wager is um, current MVP odds, guys. Josh Allen, a 9-2 to favorite to win the award. Are you going to bet it or bust it? I'm going to bust it. I, 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 the MVP is going to be Tom Brady. I'm just – I'm sorry. He's going to win another Super Bowl. He's He's dominating – the league in passing yardage right now. There's nothing he can do wrong. He's got 15 touchdowns, second only to Patrick Mahomes, and only two interceptions. The guy doesn't make mistakes. You got you can throw Josh Allen in there. You can throw uh, uh, Herbert in there. You can throw Kyler Murray in there. You can throw Lamar Jackson in there with all his numbers. I, it's it's going to be Tom Brady. Period. Mm. Yeah, this that's just an interesting one. I'm just looking at his stats right now, and they're not blowing you off the page, right, Josh Allen. But you know what? He's getting better as the season goes on. I'm 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 gonna bet this one. Nine they have two. they have they have the best they have the best offense, one of the best offenses. I think the actually best offense in football. Their defense is starting yeah. to play elite level, so he's gonna get more and more opportunities. And there's just something about the AFC East and the Bills dominating it the way that they have the last couple of years uh, that, that just makes you feel excited about this team. He has an easy charisma about him. He's doing oh, yeah. it with his legs as well as with his arm. I mean, I told you last week, he did the quarterback sneak. He takes it around the end for 16. Last week, he he puts another one in the end zone. I mean, he's so dynamic. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to buy, I'm going to bet this one for sure. All right, here we go. We've got our final bet it or uh, bust it this week. We're going to put the spotlight on college football, guys. And to win the national championship, the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs come in mm. at a minus 110. Uh, I'm just going to throw the other odds out there quickly. Alabama is plus 350. Ohio Ooh. State plus 800. Oklahoma plus 1,200 and Iowa plus 2,500, but we're focusing on the Georgia Bulldogs minus yeah. 110. Yeah. Tiki, you betting it or busting? Hey, take, take those, those, uh, those whatever number of zeros in a one you want to put them, put them on Alabama. Uh, they had a bad loss against Texas A&M, but that was Bryce Young's first trip to College Station, and it was raucous. It reminded me of 1995 when the Virginia Cavaliers beat the Florida State Seminoles, which seemed impossible at the time. Look, I like Georgia, but I'm going to bust this one. And the reason I'm busting it is despite their number one defense in the nation, I think they're giving up six points a game, six points a game uh, this season. 
I don't love their quarterbacks. JT Daniels came over from USC. He was supposed to be the second coming and just, just raise up this program. He's been injured with an oblique and internal lat injury. Uh, so Stetson Bennett, who's a great story. He's one of the yeah, feel good stories. In, yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Great stories in college football. He's just not that dude. If, if, the University of Georgia Bulldogs got to outscore somebody. So I'm going to bust this one. I like Georgia, but I got to bust this one. I am going to bet it. I don't see a team in college football that can deal with Georgia's defense, period. They are so good. Now, they have a good game this week, right? The number 11, Kentucky, uh, comes to town. Yeah. Is, is, it a, is it a litmus test? Not really, but it's a, it's a test, and I think they'll show – just how good they are, especially with that. Alabama is susceptible, right? They lost last week to Texas A&M. You watched the Florida game, Tiki. Like, yeah. Alabama they can't might stop not, the run. They can't they, stop they, the run. Alabama might not be the Alabama we think they once were, right? They definitely they, not they, are. They're, they're not definitely on not who they are. So I don't see, that being said, I don't see a team that's good enough to be. It's not Iowa. It's not Oklahoma. It's not, who Who? Who else, who beats them? I don't know who beats them is, is Cincinnati. my point. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, maybe. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm an Ohio homer, but I'm not, quite, I'm not quite a Cincinnati Bearcats homer. Yeah. Not uh, jumping on that. You, I, hey, I'm, you get 3,000 to one odds with that, plus 3,000 <laughs> with uh, Cincinnati. Just saying. Hey, Just saying. By right. the way, that, that's that's worth a hundred buck bet, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. All right, guys, great job as always. Uh, we appreciate it. And we move on now to. Um, our season-long uh, contest, Superbook Sports, giving you the chance to hang out with the Barber Brothers on Super Bowl weekend in Vegas. All you have to do is send in a question for the guys via Twitter. Uh, the handle is at Superbook Sports, at Rondé Barber, at Tiki Barber, and at R. Cruck. You're in. It's just that simple. All right, guys, real quickly, we got a question coming in from uh, Corey Walker. And this is it. He asks, which former MVP of a 4-1 team is more likely to ascend in the MVP race, Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. And the reason is, as Rondé mentioned, he does everything for this team. Last week in the against the Indianapolis Colts on Monday night, he was 95% of their offense. He, Rondé mentioned the 442 and four touchdowns. He also had 62 yards rushing uh, on the day. They fell short of that 100-yard uh, goal that they make every week, and they've done for 43 weeks, 43 uh, you know, straight games. However, his completion percentage of 86% on the day was the was the highest ever in the history of the NFL for a quarterback throwing 40 plus passes. By the way, yeah. there's been 4,000 uh like 88 uh examples of this and Lamar Jackson had the highest completion percentage. Uh well, I'm going to say Lamar. Well, thanks for the uh, bloviation there Tiki. This is supposed to be hit quick. Lamar Jackson. If MVP is most valuable player. The most valuable player for your team. The most valuable player for the uh, Green Bay Packers right now is the kicker because he continues <laughs> to miss, and when he makes, they win. <laughs> I say that I say that in jest, but it is Lamar. Lamar is too much uh, of of the 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 offense for their team to discount what he is doing. It is absolutely amazing what he's doing. So if those are the two. It's Lamar, but it's going to be Tom Brady. All right. Corey Walker, you heard it here first. Tom Brady, eight to one odds to win that MVP. 
Guys, great job as always. That's going to wrap up another episode of Betting with the Barbers. Hey, a quick uh, staff from last week I didn't hit at the beginning of the show. Favorites, two weeks in a row have come in. Uh, they covered nine times last week. Seven underdogs came in, four winning outright. That brings the total to 32 outright underdog victories through five weeks. Before we kick off, fellas, any final thoughts? Yeah, this is going to be another fun week. There are a lot of interesting games, a lot of tough ones uh, to pick. So be smart and follow SuperbookSports.com. Absolutely. NFL's got some great games. College football has three good games. Kentucky, Georgia, Oklahoma, Texas, who should have won last week, and then Florida, LSU. Florida is only minus one, right? One and a half at home to unranked LSU. Just saying. Enjoy your ball. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, guys. Going to be a lot of fun in the NFL and college football for sure. Make sure that you sign up at Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app for the latest odds. And as Tiki said, follow us on social media at Superbook Sports. Betting with the Barbers airs on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And check out the podcast version on Apple and Spotify as well. For Rondé and Tiki Barber, I'm Ron Kruk. Enjoy the games, and we will see you again next week for Betting with the Barbers. You've been locked into the Betting with the Barbers podcast. 10-5, touchdown Tiki Barber! intercepted, Rondé Barber! Presented by Superbook Sports, featuring former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki and Rondé Barber, and featuring Ron Kruk. Subscribe, rate, follow, and review today, and never miss out on the Barber Twins' weekly betting advice. Tiki Barber takes it all the way, 62 yards. Rondé Barber broke up the play. Rondé Barber breaks it up. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.